The meme specifically said not to do that. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Molly Glover, Nick Glover, and Tim Wick. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, our friend Jeremy Stomberg joins us to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Well, actually, he mostly talks to Nick and Molly because I have connectivity problems the whole time. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Molly Glover, joined as always by my co-hosts, Tim Wick. Hello, I'm Tim Wick. Oh, gosh. And Nick Glover. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) You guys switched voices. (laughs) Yes, we did. And we are joined tonight. Oh, get them ready, everybody, and hoist them high, because we are joined tonight by Jeremy Stomberg. He's he's drinking. He can't answer. He's too busy to introduce himself. Oh, I'm drinking. Oh, I'm drinking. (laughs) And we, I just drank again, and we are here to talk about <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania, a.k.a. Ant-Man 3. And, uh, yeah, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy texted me and Nick, uh, knowing we had a show and couldn't go see the movie, texted me and Nick and was like, not a spoiler, but, <laughs> and, uh, and we made fun of him <laughs> dramatically. Wasn't you know what? So, it, it wasn't a spoiler, but my response to you would have been <laughs> comic knowledge that wouldn't have spoiled things for Molly, but would have been more than she wanted to know before the movie. Yeah, so yeah, here, yeah. here we go. I am warning you all. We're going to spoil this movie, uh, and you may not want it spoiled for you if you're super into the MCU and you want to know. Uh, you're, you're, you know, you want it to be a, a fresh surprise because we're going to spoil everything, including the two after credit scenes. All right. Oh. That's no. not a spoiler. Those both exist. Of them spoil both of them. Damn. We're spoil them both. Two after credit scenes. No waiting. That's right. All right. So uh, let's dig in. Uh, first off, just right off the bat, uh, like, like just out of five stars, what's your impression of this movie, Tim? Uh, a three. A three. I mean, it was fine. Nick. I didn't hate it. Yeah, three and a half. Jeremy. I'd say three and a half as well. Yeah, I'm going solid three. I'm all right. All right. So we're just want to take the temperature of the room first to make sure that we weren't going to all start shitting on someone's five star Ant Man movie here. But uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I I really liked it. I think it had uh, it had a lot of flaws. There was one big plot hole that bothered me so bad that it took me out of the movie. But uh, beyond that, I I thought it was it was fun. I love. Paul Rudd's Scott Lang. Yeah. Like yeah, it, he's one of my favorite characters in the whole MCU. So honestly, like, cause I thought the, that the Ant-Man and the Wasp, I thought that was really boring, but he makes it interesting. So, you know, like sure. I, I'll watch anything Paul Rudd does, frankly. He brings that kind of wide, that wide eyed, uh, wonder of what a normal person that gets some sort of superpower, super ability, uh, would probably have. Yes. Uh, very similar to Peter Parker, only Peter Parker's, you know, his own scientific knowledge prepares him a little bit more for it. But Scott's just this guy who just kind of happens upon some stuff due to his own uh, weird actions. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like a part of what has made him a successful hero is the fact that he is pretty easygoing and not very shakable. And mm-hmm. so, like... Like he is just a regular guy, but like if it was just a regular person in those same situations, they'd be, you know, like shitting themselves, right? <laughs> like like it's it's that's what's heroic about him is he's kind of unshakable in yeah. a very every guy relatable, not very flashy way. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's he's uh he's it, weirdly enough he's like an everyman Steve Rogers, <laughs> right? Because like yeah. you know Steve Rogers had a kind of bravery that is is beyond right. Like the idea that he he wants yeah. to throw himself into a <clears throat> an actual dangerous situation, whereas Paul Rudd, you know, or Scott Lang doesn't want to get into a dangerous situation, but if he does, I mean, he'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the the his main motivation is the fact that he has you know he's done time. And he's mm-hmm. been away from the people that he uh, he cares about, and he never wants that, that to happen again. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, very very concerned about uh, his daughter and his even his his ex wife. Yeah, uh, making sure that uh, that he protects the people that he loves, the people that can't protect themselves. Uh, 
and it's uh it's it's very he's just very endearing mm-hmm. uh he's he, you can see that the stakes for him are higher but not at the thanos level like he he can't he's not a person that could imagine a thanos level thing yeah he, he, it just he's like well here's another thing that's getting in the way of my family my loved ones being safe i'm gonna have to deal with it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm yeah, I uh, I really I think that the way he was in this too, I like because he remind me because I can I can't keep track of who disappeared during the snap and who didn't. He is one of the people who got snapped, right? He was in the quantum. No, realm. he was he, he was, was in, in the, the quantum, quantum realm. realm. That's right. That's he was in the quantum realm during the snap. He came. He came, found his way back and just showed up, and everyone was like, "What the fuck? You didn't go in the snap? Where have you been?" Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the other the other uh, the other three. Ants, men and women yeah. <laughs> and, and wasp women uh, were in the snap, but his daughter lived through that five yeah. years. And Cassie, right. and we, as far as we know, her mom was around and unsnapped. I think so. We don't, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, it would have been kind of hard for her to survive as a, you know, a 12 year old to yeah, how yeah. old she is. No, I think yeah. she's. It seems like at she's least, meant to be at least one between her mom and stepfather must have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Um, okay, so you know, just let's just let's just start with some of the highlights. What are some of your favorite parts uh, that stand out? Standout moments. Uh, it's been a few days since any of us have seen it at this point, but it's still pretty fresh in our minds. What are some standout moments that that really for you were shining? You know, uh, bits that that you really really liked. I I loved the whole flashback to Janet Van Dyne's time in the quantum realm where we see her her meeting King and the and the their backstory together and you know how she eventually came out. I I mean I, I figured it was something we'd find out in this movie. Obviously it was gonna have something to do with Kang because, you know, she's afraid of whatever's there and we know he's in the movie. Um but uh I I don't know. It was just neat to to see more of her. the The de aging they used on her looked mm. pretty great. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of neat to see like a younger Michelle Pfeiffer kicking around with Jonathan Majors. Well, it's and, not like they don't have enough footage. Yeah, right. right? Like- <laughs> yeah. And, and like there were some kind of hokey things, like you know, his time travel device is powered by memory, and so when I touched it, I saw the horrible thing. Oh. Like it was. Like it's a little, it's a little hokey. Like she could have found a journal, or like yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it was. It was going to be something. It just, it, it was a little hokey, but it's coming. Your diary. I murdered so yeah. many. Right. right. She, she finds the like YouTube clips that he has got saved. The like, shoebox full of driver's licenses he kept. Right. Like. This box of toes. Uh, Tim, what about you? What's uh, what's something that stood out for you? Uh, I'm just going to say, I liked, uh, some of the, some of the characters that they introduced in the quantum realm. Like I love, I, I like the, the blaster head guy. Yeah. I, thought, I thought he was a lot of fun and, uh, goo guy, goo guy was good. Um, and I was super happy that, uh, the cheaty showed up in the quantum realm. That was yeah. tele- telepathic. Telepath Chidi was in Tele- the quantum realm. Telepath that was pretty Chidi great. Was a pretty, a pretty sad character. Where it's just like, <laughs> yeah. stop thinking about how weird my head looks. And it's like I can't help it. Like, yeah, Jeremy, you the shining um, moments, bright spots. As as somebody who just who is a, a a fan of comics throughout you know history and throughout just different different uh, eras of it. I loved that it was a mix. The, the whole quantum realm was this mix of different design um, mm-hmm. from Jack Kirby stuff to uh, Mobius stuff to Pepe Moreno stuff, just some just brilliant visuals. And it all meshed together in a, in a way that made it seem like it was a whole bunch of weird shit that was happening mm-hmm. and just like, just go with it. Nothing Anything that was distracting was was distracting me because of how cool it was, not because it was out of place. Because everything was out of place, you know. It, it was. I I I know that a lot of folks were uh, were talking about the possibility when the trailer came out that it, it might actually introduce the Micronauts. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. To the MCU. Yeah. But you know, it didn't hasn't come to uh, fruition yet. But uh, it was just a neat neat thing to see. The Micronauts available in the Once and Future Kang scenario pack by Marvel LCG by FF Dreams. <laughs> uh, that I I like that they they haven't really shied away from 
some of the really kind of psychedelic and really weird art uh, in in some of the more recent movies, like Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, uh, Love and Thunder, and and um, I mean, there's one that is oh, I mean, obviously like Doctor Strange and stuff have some mm-hmm. pretty psychedelic moments, especially the first one. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I really appreciate the them recognizing and remembering the weird. Yeah, I, I, so I really like the actor they have for Cassie. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Cassie Lang is uh, one of my favorite Young Avengers in the comics. I really love stature. I thought that I really enjoyed, uh, and I think that she, did, they did a really good job with actually the two actors we've seen players so far because her as a kid was fantastic. I mean, that little girl is amazing. The whole like, yeah. he's so ugly. I love him. You know, just like, and the, the actor they have now playing her really does seem like a, a, a grown up version of her, but she also, she feels like Scott Lang's kid. Yeah. Like she's, she's kind of sassy. She's, she's, she's got, she's got that, you know, like she's very cute and she's got like a little dimple when she smiles that just is like, Oh God, you can just tell that she would like, she could lie to your face and then you'd get caught and she'd be like, he, you know, it's just very, they seem, they seem related, which I really like. Um, but I thought that she did a really good job, uh, being a young adult character who is being faced with all of these weird, you know, things and taking it in stride, but then also being treated like a child still and how frustrating that is, you know, to, to be when you're literally in the quantum realm and it's still like, Oh, careful, (laughs) you know, like at this point, you know, your life is on the line. I thought that she did a great job. She was a really, I thought that her, her portrayal of that character really did a lot for a role that didn't have a lot of meat. Uh, She really made a lot out of it. I'm uh, really curious as to to see if that, you know, just for her acting ability is the reason that they uh, changed her from the other teenage mm, uh, actress mm-hmm. that played her in uh, in Endgame. Oh, I forgot about. I forgot there was yeah. a different one. But three, uh, three but so yeah, I, I agree. She was she was fantastic. We didn't really get to see enough of the previous actress to see if she was going to be, you know, yeah. She was just kind of like, "Dad, I've missed you," <laughs> as opposed to being yeah, able to do comedy and action and yeah. yeah. It's uh, Catherine Newton. Yes, the uh, actor, and uh, yeah, I she did she did great. She uh, so the costume that they show her in looks a lot like her Stinger costume, which is her second superhero identity after stature. She gets a a suit with wings and goes by Stinger. So it has that kind of a purple look to it, and the shoulder pads kind of resemble the way her her comic costume is. Um, I like that it starts. Movie starts off with her in jail for protesting at, for the the post blip housing crisis. Yes, and we I like <laughs> I like that we keep on seeing that things are still kind of fucked up from the blip. Um, like this this kind of reminds me of like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, less serious but still you know kind of the same thing. Yeah, that they're talking about there's a resource crunch still. So I, I said bright spots and not favorite moment for a or favorite parts for a reason because for me. Uh, and I don't know if it's just the same for you, but for me, nothing in that movie could be as good as Jonathan Majors' uh, Kang. Uh, I yeah. think that mm-hmm. his Kang is incredible. I think that he brings such gravitas and intensity to a character that is very cool in the comics, but could have easily gone the way of comic book villain trope and be very mm-hmm. like campy and they they it could have gone in a very I'm Kang kind of a way and instead it's played with such he I mean it's just so you 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 actually almost feel bad for him and mm-hmm. seeing and so seeing that that early bit with him and um uh Janet Van Dyne and it being like oh he's stuck and he needs help and and you know her helping him and everything it it really it was believable whereas if he'd been a more cartoony campish campish villain it would have been less believable that she would not have seen right through his ruse you know he's How an actor yeah. that yeah he's an actor that uh has done that a number of times actually um he's he can take roles that could be very cartoony or could be just over the top and uh in kind of just Put some quiet humanity into them. Um, I it, it's it's the morning that I watched uh, Quantumania. I watched this uh, this movie that came out uh, last year called Devotion, which was about mm. him as a uh, Korean War uh, fighter pilot. Oh, and having seen Red Tails and seeing how terrible uh, that kind of uh, here is a here's a a black man in a white man's military. 
and how are how are these people going blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It can get too preachy. It can get too it can be too uh uh the the magical negro stereotype. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh but he was just he he was able to carry this role, which was based on a real uh a real man, uh and just do a fantastic uh like I said, understated he's, job. He's awesome. The first thing I saw him in was a movie called, uh, just a fantastic movie called The Last Black Man in San Francisco, hmm. uh, in which he plays kind of a, a mentally ill man who's a, a friend of the the main character. And again, he could have played that kind of, that kind of, you, you've Crazy. seen. Uh, like, but yeah, yeah, exactly. You've seen people, that thing go wrong so many times. Yeah. And he was the first from the first time I saw him in anything. I was like, this is a guy to watch. And he, I'm so glad he became this character and I'm looking very much forward to him being kind of the, the big bad for the next few years. Yeah. Nick, Tim, what'd you guys think? Oh, fuck. Of Kang? Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Of Kang, of Jonathan Majors, of that part of the movie. Yeah. I I think like Jonathan Majors is obviously amazing. I think a lot of people might know him first from like Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. It's probably mm-hmm. where a lot of people maybe um, that's kind of his first big nerd thing that was super popular. But he's uh, yeah, he's fucking amazing. I think Kang is a different. I don't know, man, because there's a lot of Kang and there's a lot of Kangs. Yeah, but how did you feel about in this movie in Quantumania, yeah. the Kang that we were seeing? How he's, did you? What did he's you think? Great, and I hope he is our our main Kang, despite. How it looks at the end. I hope. I, I know it's all the same guy, but like this one was different than the character mm-hmm. he was playing with, He Who Remains, and he's different than you know, like the Rama Tut and the mm-hmm. Immortus ones we see. Like Iron like, Lad. Like this one is the one I hope that we that the future ones we see as our main Kang are. If not this one, ones that are acted or portrayed similarly because he was fucking great. Uh, and well, this, we definitely didn't see him die. No, this, and this percent. this one is the one from um, the Loki show, right? This is the one that we the one in, in Quantumania is the same one from the Loki no, show. No. no, he he no. who remains gets killed. <laughs> is he the one from WandaVision? Who's the one that's up in the tower and he's like, "You are going to really wish that it wasn't." That's that's, that's, he, that's, who Loki, that's he who yeah. remains. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Uh, I think this is only the second time we've seen him, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was Loki and then this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, and He Who Remains was a little goofy and a little silly, but very tragic. And this mm-hmm. guy was like, I don't know, very much like not concerned about wiping out multiple existences for so getting what he according desired. according to wikipedia this kang is an alternate timeline variant of he who remains it right. is also he who remains there's just it's, more than one <laughs> according this the way they're the way they're wording it does right, that yeah. seem accurate to you it it's not the way it felt it didn't, to me. not I mean, to me no. either i'm not i'm not the biggest expert on 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 kang because i i know he's uh, <laughs> primarily a fantastic four villain and uh, I, I fantastic four is not a comic that I spent a lot of time on. Um, so, but, but I mean, this was, they called him the conqueror. This was, this was okay. Pretty right. clear. I see. Kang this was Kang Conqu- the conqueror versus, okay. That's, that makes yeah. more sense than this. It's Wikipedia. What are you going to do? Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but I mean, saying it's an alternate version of he who remains isn't entirely well, wrong I mean, either. They're yeah, both, right. they're both Kang. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they're both versions of Kang, so I guess I guess uh, you know I'll allow it, even if it it, it, it flies. <laughs> yeah. Thank God Tim yeah. allows it. That's great. Yeah. So okay, so I mean, like, as, I mean, as, so as a villain, it, he it felt like he was successful in this movie. Did you guys feel? I don't know. Personally, I felt like one of the problems I had with this with Quantumania was that there were no real stakes. I wasn't actually worried about anybody actually dying. Or not coming back. I well, never felt like that was really on the table. I felt like either Hank or Janet could have could be easily killed Who cares? without without. But I know. But I mean, you're talking <laughs> about stakes for real. I know. But I'm just talking, yeah, and yeah. Then, and then you know, like obviously he wasn't going to come through and destroy the whole universe. No, but no. knowing that there's a whole fucking Kang Dynasty movie and Secret yeah. Wars and all that jazz on on the end. <laughs> what you want? What I want to know is. How you know where where are we left with this Kang or with mm-hmm. you know, the Kang that's going to be? It's really 
the stakes are how it sets up future movies. That's and maybe a good point. That's, and maybe that's not great for a movie, but good for a franchise. Yeah, mm. I, I don't mind. I don't mind sitting. You know, uh, what you might call a filler movie. You know, to get to what's going to be set up to come. But I do feel like within that filler movie, there does need to be some kind of plot tension that feels. I don't know, like real. I just, it never, it never felt like they weren't going to get out. And maybe yeah. that's just me. Did you guys, at any time, I, did you think you, they weren't going to get out? I, I did. I did for a, a little bit just because I have tried so hard recently <laughs> to, uh, to not pay attention to, you know, Hollywood rumors and casting oh, yeah, and all me this neither. thing. Yeah. Because I don't, you know, I don't want to know yeah, who is, who's done, who's coming back and things. And, and, He's kind of he's been in a bunch of of uh, MCU movies now. Uh, Paul Rudd has. Oh, okay. And, and but the you know the differences I think between him and and uh, Tony Stark and uh, and uh, Steve Rogers is that or rather their their actual names. Let's just talk about this. <laughs> um, is that he? Those other actual names: Iron Man and Captain America. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man is and it, Captain America are characters, Jeremy. I mean, uh, pardon me. Uh, is that they seem to? He seems to like uh, uh, like Thor. You know, really have a fun time yeah. in these films and want to. And he, he probably wants to just keep these going as long as he can. And Lord knows he's got not you know aging at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he could keep this up for quite a while. Um, but yeah, at, I, again, I hadn't paid attention to any of the casting stuff. So when they uh, he gets kind of stuck fighting Kang at the end, and the the portal might be closing, and then Hope comes in to save him, I thought, oh shit, they're both going to be if not killed, they'll be stuck in the quantum realm. Oh, right. And yeah, but uh, actually, yeah. I actually thought they were going to be stuck in the quantum realm yeah. at the end. I, I was a little Same. bit disappointed that they weren't. If I'm honest, it's my cynical ass, I guess. Uh, yeah. no, I- <laughs> I, I totally thought he was going to be stranded there, and then he and Janet were going to be, or not Janet, Hope were going to be stranded there for a minute. I think, I think probably for me. So then maybe it's because maybe this didn't bother you as much as it bothered me. So all of a sudden, Cassie has a suit that she decides to use uh, when 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 they've been in trouble in the quantum realm for like a while. She hasn't been using the suit. She hasn't even mentioned she has the suit. All these times so they, her life is in, job, in, in danger and she could have used the suit. And then all of a sudden she decides to use it. And that to me felt like, why now? Why not in the, for the last five minutes of the movie? Yeah, I mean, they mentioned, they mentioned that she had a suit in the, in the dinner scene. No, uh, I know, but the, she doesn't use oh, it. Well, you don't know she yeah, has yeah. it with her. She She's, didn't use sure. it she, until I mean, all of a sudden how, she did. How many times has she worn it? How experienced is she at, it, at you know, getting it on and stuff like that? Like, she got it on real fast all of a sudden when she needed to. <laughs> it just it felt like a plot hole to me. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I, I chalk it up as like rookie mistake, right? Like, Yeah. Sure. I guess for me it felt like such a deus ex machina out of nowhere that part of me was like, well, then nothing, nothing bad's going to happen. If they could just suddenly remember that she has her yeah. suit, it's, it's probably fine. So maybe that's I just me. Maybe that's why I, yeah. Trauma and wonder. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think because she's. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, no. well, Tim is frozen. So we'll just wait. But uh, when he comes back, uh, so uh, while, while that's happening, uh, since he didn't uh, read Fantastic Four uh, comics that much. Oh. Is a character. oh, bud. <laughs> I don't think he can see us at all. All right. So, it, so okay. Uh, since Tim didn't read Fantastic Four comics, as he said, let's talk about what this means for the Fantastic Four and how this might be setting up the Fantastic Four movie, uh, which is very exciting. Yeah, I was kind of uh, I was kind of disappointed with that uh, that second uh, that second post credit scene. Yeah, because I was kind of hoping that in that first Fantastic Four movie they would run into Ramatut and have him be you know inexplicably to people who hadn't read the comics played by Jonathan Majors yeah. and uh, kind of have because in the ugh, let me uh, raise my glasses here. In the original comics, the uh, you know Ramatut was the first one of this right. line to show up, and then like a couple years later, two three years later, 
uh, Kang shows up, and then uh, like a decade after that, Immortus shows up, and eventually they they're all the same guy, and it, he's just. He was kind of like River Song before River Song. You know, yeah. he, he's the same character existing and and dealing with a lot of different people, uh, but not in order, not right. in definite time moving forward order. Yeah. And I mean, even Victor Timely is one of those aliases when he's like hiding in the 20th century. That's that's the alias he goes by. And yeah, um, there, there's a there's at least one, maybe two more the aliases that he has that we haven't seen yet, but like, I get a feeling that kind of cyborg looking motherfucker at the end was kind of their Scarlet Centurion maybe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, the, the fact that, you know, w- when it comes right down to it, he is a descendant of Reed and Sue Richards from mm-hmm. like a thousand years in the future. Yeah, Nathaniel Richards. Yeah. yeah. It's a, uh, I'm, I'm, I am when they so uh, Nick uh, Nick grabbed a uh, screen grab of uh, the Council of Kangs from the comic, mm. literally that last scene from the the post credits, and it's incredible. Like, oh, cool. it is it is a stadium full of muttering Kangs, and they're all like, oh, I don't, I don't, well, this seems good to me. I like this idea, you know. And like, it's uh, it's super funny. So they really nailed it, and uh, I'm very excited yeah. to see uh, how that continues. Uh, I, I hope we get to see like Iron Lad. I hope, especially yeah. like I love Ramatut, who they clearly are doing. Yeah. Um, and so is uh, we did when we did the Kang. Uh, I actually I'm more familiar with Kang than I probably would have been uh, if I hadn't if we hadn't done this pack for the the game, the Marvel Champions LCG oh, sure, that sure. I work on, uh, because I got to read a whole lot more about all of uh, his main different aspects. We have all these different aspects of Kang in there, so we have. You know, um, and, and so that that's very exciting. Uh, I really, I really like. I, I think it'd be kind of cool because I, I really hope they end up doing Young Avengers. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to, but if they did, uh, it would be really cool to have an Iron Lad because that is a Kang, and so yeah. you could have a real like. There could be some real depth there if, if to, uh, you know. So, yeah. so real quick, let's counting the magical, uh, the magic babies. Mm-hmm. We've got. For Young Avengers roll call, we have uh, Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, we have Patriot, mm-hmm. we have Stature, sta- uh, Cassie Lang, Stature or, or Stinger. Yep. We have. Um, you have Wicked and Speed. Technically, we, that's we've what got I'm the, oh, magic, the, the magic, the magic babies. The magic babies. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then um, a, a, a leader, you know, adjacent at least Young Avenger. There's, you know, Miss Marvel and. Yep, Miss Marvel. Um, I feel like there's somewhere missing, and I'm well, just kicking I myself. Mean, I mean, Ironheart kind of fits in. As Ironheart, well. Ironheart, Iron, absolutely yeah. Yeah. fits oh, in yeah. there. Sure. So yeah, and we we yeah, we definitely got a team here. We could definitely put yeah. a team together. Yeah. Uh, which I think so would be really cool. If they're going to do all that and position all these things and get this all together and they're going to have Kang, why not do Iron Lad? Why not? Like, why? I mean, if you're going to have all of that shit set up, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're going to set up this chessboard and just not play a game of chess. Is that you're, you're just going to let it, yeah. let everyone speculate? Okay, I guess. Yeah, I feel like uh, <laughs> showing Cassie getting you know, specifically, you know, like she, you know, in the suit and, and getting used to using it, I think is really, I'm looking, I, I imagine there's going to be a, you know, I, I was actually expecting there to be like a, as one of the post credits or at the end, just kind of a throwaway, like, you know, you know what, dad, I think I've decided like, call me stature, you know, or <laughs> oh, something sure. like that. But, sure. but like, nah, nah, they didn't, they didn't do that. So, you know, uh, you know, what we haven't talked about at all is uh if you if you don't mind no please is uh modok yeah yeah, yeah. i was uh, that, i figured we'd get there with parts that were bad yeah. oh see okay that's funny because like so i've seen a bunch of nerds that are like oh my god it looks so bad and like holding up like pictures of the annoying orange like next to modok and being like it's the same oh thing. i don't think he looked bad i think uh, he looked great but but i uh i kind of feel like uh, of course, it's gonna look fucking unnerving. It's mo like oh yeah. There's no way to do it that isn't gonna look fucking oh, yeah. wrong and make you uncomfortable with the way it looks. I thought he looked perfect. Yeah, I, I lo- thought he looked I perfect. It. I just thought his it was weird who they made it. Oh, it was the story mm-hmm. that I thought was dumb. Like 
And maybe I'm, maybe is that the story? Like, is, is that what he is? Is he that guy? Because I don't think he's usually that guy, right? No, it's usually a, like an aim scientist or something, isn't it? That they, yeah. that they like do experiments on to save his life or something. And yep. Yeah. Okay. That, that, yeah, that, it's, yeah, it's super goofy. I have a, a, a friend of mine, Molly, you know, uh, Phil Reed, yeah. who is the world's biggest MODOK head. <laughs> Which, yeah. yeah, I didn't even realize I was making that uh, pun until I t- yeah. <laughs> said it. Yeah. But, uh, but he, he, he's a, just, he collects Modoc stuff. I haven't, I, I, I'm just so excited to talk to him after he's seen this because I yeah. really, really want to get his, his reaction to it. Modoc is goofy and it's, it's supposed to be kind of dumb and wild uh, just because of the, you know, because the whole style of of comics when he was introduced, and I thought it worked well. I don't like his the idea of the origin of his origin. Just oh, it came down to quantum Melvin, blah blah blah. Um, I think, but I think it it kind of makes more sense in the MCU uh, to do something like that where it wouldn't make as much sense in the real world as yeah. it would yeah, yeah. dimension. Yeah, I do <clears throat> I do uh uh I did like the the number of times that it was like, you know, uh, a mechanized organism designed only for killing. <laughs> and like, isn't that Modafok or Modofk? And it's like, nah, do not mock my name. Like just yeah. 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 It, Tim, what did you think of Modok? Okay, nope, never mind. No, nope. all right. He's I just, still, I just, the silent treatment. I know. I just wanted yeah. to make sure listeners knew we weren't ignoring him. <laughs> um, yeah, it. Uh, it. I mean, it looked goofy, and I mean, he's dead, right? Like they're not gonna, yeah. they're not gonna have like multiverse Modok show up as a henchman or something. I don't. I don't. Right. He's gone. That's fine. One yeah. and done. Um. I. Uh. uh I think that the. Um, the the so for me like honestly that that part didn't bother me as much as it clearly bothered a lot of people on the internet oh, yeah. uh but but i think that it like i don't know i feel like the the parts i really didn't like uh were mostly just because it felt it's it's honestly i i i am the bad person for when it comes to these these kinds of movies because i don't love uh long action scenes and I know mm-hmm. that that's silly to say in like a superhero movie, but like the longer the action scenes go on, the more I I, I start to like my, my I have a, a very bad diminishing returns. I am I get pretty bored really fast yeah. uh, mm-hmm. a, a, as things go. It's why I don't really love DC movies. It's too much smash them up, and it's just mm-hmm. like oh my god, we get it. They are indestructible. <laughs> like, but this so this movie didn't have too much of that. Which was good. Um, what I what I was the parts that I was kind of disappointed in were that I wanted to know more about all those cool quantum realm characters that we got to see, and I thought we were going to get to hear at least a little bit more about Janet's time, you know, at least something where it was like, you know, oh yeah, that's that's you know, not just you know, oh Bill Murray's my ex, which was very cool. <laughs> it it kind of just felt like action figures to me. Like I didn't really. I don't think there was the intention to give them depth. I think they were just supposed to be, you know, some cool looking dudes. Maybe they'll sell some toys on like it. It didn't. I think that uh, it would be that would be a, a very uh, good idea or a, a very good option for uh, a Disney Plus animated show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Or, characters in the quantum realm. Yeah. 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 It was it was uh, it was fun. And I I don't know. Part of me. Part of me was a little frustrated that Janet would be so naive as to not tell even anyone that there was this incredible threat in the quantum realm, this person of unbelievable power, just because she's like, but he can't get out. It just, it just like when you know, like, cause I mean, there's all those people in there and it seems Mm -hmm. like it, it seemed to me like it was like LA. They weren't born there. (laughs) They got there. So like people go in and out all the time. You don't have control over it. It see, I mean, if they're coming in, if those, if that number of different species, races, however you want to describe it, were there, it means there are portals beyond our knowing on worlds we've never heard of or seen in dimensions we've never seen. Well, and maybe um, there are, you know, events where multiverses 
crash into one another. Uh, incursions, as has been mm-hmm. mentioned. Mm-hmm. If an incursion happens, maybe parts of that get sure. tossed into the quantum realm or something like that. Still. been there for millions of years. All of that feels like yeah. a reason to fucking say to <laughs> at least one fucking person when you get back, Psst, super dangerous in there. Well, and, <laughs> like, and also, like, it's not like she doesn't have an Avenger in her family who right? was... You know, a part of the team that took down Thanos and wielded godly power and or like, like she used did to be married magic and all this shit. Married to a brilliant scientist, like the yeah. most brilliant scientist that we've met so far in this time. <laughs> like, you know, maybe just maybe just in passing, be like, PS, we should probably figure out something to do because there's this really amazing threat there. I just the trope of like strong person survives trauma and I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk. I'm just not I'm not gonna talk about it to protect you i hate that shit i or, i hate yeah, it just just any time where the plot totally relies on a person not speaking a single single sentence of truth that could easily come up in conversation yeah. probably should have it is uh it is the majority of my problem with star trek the next generation oh <laughs> when they send an away team down to a planet and you know uh, picard or Riker are still out on the bridge and they say you know what what do you see? And the person down there just says trouble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just un- not helpful. Like, that is not helpful, my friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, it, it it's yeah. I think, and and that's a big reason why I can't watch rom coms. To be frank, is I, huh. or I don't like them very often, is because the majority of those, the entire plot hinges on two people just not saying how they feel. Or just yeah. not not saying like, hey, I think you're really great, but the thing is my job is really hard and my boss is really demanding, so I'm probably going to get called away from this date. Nope. Instead, yep. it's like, I'm just going to pretend like I have diarrhea or just like it's just or something. I just, ugh, I don't watch a lot of rom-coms in case you can't tell. Um, I, uh just gonna quick check in with Tim. Tim, uh, I know we're, we're, we got your. He's rejoined the call, and we're, I don't. I know I'm not trying to like beat on your tech difficulties, but I do want to see if we can get you in the conversation if possible. Uh, Tim, can you hear us? And and are you able to join? I can hear you, but I don't know if I'm able to join. Hey, we hear Tim. <laughs> Fantastic. So, Tim, uh, if you had one thing that you did not like about Ant Man and, and the Wasp: Quantumania, what what would you pick? Uh, well, I mean, uh, I mentioned it earlier, way earlier, and I don't know if you actually heard me when I mentioned it. I, I actually wanted uh, uh, Scott and Hope to to be stuck in the quantum realm yeah. at the end of the movie. Like there, there would have been stakes there, uh, and I and I thought that that w- that it was too bad because you know you were talking about there not being a lot of stakes mm-hmm. in this movie, and I and I agree. Uh, and th- there was an opportunity for there to be like, well, there's a consequence. We got to figure out how to get them uh, out of the quantum realm. Um, and I thought, I thought that was a that was a missed opportunity. Um, if anything, uh, I guess uh, the movie was oh. pretty predictable. Yeah, it was predictable. We are losing you again, Tim. You're cutting in and out. <laughs> um, but and, and now that you know, that's fine. It's a superhero movie. Who? Yeah, yeah, it is a superhero movie, so it doesn't necessarily need to be completely unpredictable. It's not exactly like you're watching, you know, like the menu or something. I mean, this isn't like, you know, everyone knows what you're coming to get. You're coming for a good time. Uh, I will. I do think that um, something that that this movie did really well that uh, is. Uh, something that the Marvel movies I feel do, do, do really well in general is uh, even though you know what you're going into, and again, I don't watch a lot of the trailers because I, I want to be surprised, like you said, Jeremy. Um, <clears throat> even if you know what you're getting into, they usually give you something that's just a little, a little surprise, a little fun curveball. Uh, I didn't know Modoc was in this personally, so that was very exciting for me. Uh, that was a fun thing to see, and uh, I really, I also really enjoyed uh, the. Uh, Victor Timely, uh, getting to see, getting to see uh, Loki and God, I can't even remember Owen Wilson's Mor- name. Mor- Morbius, Mobius. Mobius, uh, uh, Loki and Mobius uh, doing their buddy cop adventures for the yeah. TVA, and it's yeah. like, who's this guy, Victor Timely? We're gonna figure out what he is, and yeah, it was really, 
it, it, I really enjoyed that as a little as a little stinger. Uh, it just kind of I loved that show, so it, it made me have all the yeah. like, ah, yeah, my buds, they're still out there. Well, and it, they're coming and back it, this season. Yeah, <laughs> and they're you know they're they're TVA agents. They're they're paired together. It looks like, and uh, at least that's what it seemed like. And uh, obviously, you know, Loki knows how dangerous Kang is or could be, and that this is he's one of them. He can. He knows what's up. He can recognize that handsome Jonathan Majors anywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, he can. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting if uh, if they end up uh, having dealings with him in the next season. Yeah. If if Kang knows them yet, right? Or what, oh, sure. Where in time oh, sure. is this particular? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Where in Kang's timeline? If it's even the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If it's even the same Kang, it's they're clearly sure. multiverse spanning, not just time spanning. All right. Well, last thoughts, final thoughts about Quantum Mania before we move on to five questions. Anything that you wanted to talk about, we didn't get to yet. I I was just uh, one of the things that was sorely missing in uh, in uh, Ant Man Two, Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, was Neil Hamburger, and he made an appearance again uh, as the uh, the Baskin Robbins manager that fires uh, that fires <laughs> yeah. in the first movie <laughs> and uh, makes him employee of the Millennium in this movie. He uh, he actually he did a a, a pre show film for the uh the pre-show at the draft house uh talking about how he how uh he's responsible for saving the world because he fired scott <laughs> hero's journey that's, and it wouldn't have happened without him that's amazing he's a fantastic uh weird and you know performance art anti-comic if you ever want to look him up uh neil hamburger uh yes i've never seen neil hamburger outside of his shtick so there's yeah. So I I had no idea that was him. No fucking. Yeah, clue. I knew you said he was. I knew you said he was doing the the thing. You know? I knew Jeremy. Greg, you Greg said he was Kirkman in the movie. You said he was in the movie, but I don't know what he looks like either. So I wasn't sure who he played. Yeah, yeah uh, Greg Turkington is the, the guy who plays the uh, the manager of the Baskin Robbins that fires Scott. Uh, he is a performance art comic called Neil Hamburger, which is just this very uh, meta. Uh, look at the like kind of Catskills comics. He he shaves his head uh, bald and and grows his hair long to cover it over to give him a comb over. He does all sorts of crazy shit, uh, but he's something you really should check out. And it was just a fun little thing to see this tiny person who's on Tim and Eric. Nice job, or Tim mm-hmm. Tim and yes. Eric. So, yeah. Uh, I was going to mention him. I love him. Marvel movie, yeah. I love him. The, you know, in, uh, you're the, with I the insect you man. You're Spider-Man. Yeah, he, was in, uh, he was in I Think You Should Leave He was in I well. Think You Should Leave as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. great. Uh, Nick? Um, boy, yeah. I mean, this, this movie served its function to the MCU and... We had some fun watching it as well. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, just, you know, yeah. I'm I'm excited about what it what it means for the future, but unfortunately, um, it's not the future right now. I uh, yeah. I, I just want to say that uh, the book "Look Out for the Little Guy" is real, and you can order it on Amazon, and it's coming out in oh. September. Oh my uh, God. And I'm that's going fantastic. to buy it because I think that's fucking hilarious. You and know, and I hope Paul Rudd narrates the audiobook. Oh, I'm sure he will. That would be, I might get the audiobook instead. Yeah. Perfect. Him reading that to the kids was absolutely amazing. And all the kids being like, oh, and he's like, and I guess what you should always do is look out for the little guy. And the kids are like, oh, <laughs> yeah. The one kid who winked at him. And yeah. All, all the people. Yeah. yeah. I really hope to do uh, some more of those of, of that type of, uh, of tie-in thing that actually adds to the universe as opposed to uh, just as a, a fun little uh, mm-hmm. Easter egg, but funny little Easter eggs are cool too. Yeah. yeah. I, I really, oh, one more thing. Uh, I, I forgot to mention the frame, <laughs> the frame of this movie, the, the way that they did the beginning and the end with the, I'm just a regular guy, like the voiceover yeah. as he walks down the yep. street and people are like, oh, hey, oh my gosh, it's you. Like that was, that was very, that was very Scott Lang. It was very relatable. It was very every guy just doing his thing. And then, and then it totally turns into that, like, don't let the existential dread creep in. Yeah. Don't let it creep in. <laughs> meme. Yeah. All of a sudden he's like, right? I didn't just stop the guy who could stop all the terrible things from happening and we're yeah. in a whole bunch of danger, right? No. Yeah. No, I'm no. fine. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. Yep. Uh, Tim Tim messaged to say that uh, he wanted to say he is super bummed there was no Michael Pena, which uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I was surprised, yeah. but yeah, I think he he didn't really fit in this movie, so it makes sense. The fans want a recap. Yeah, uh, it, it was uh, there, just there was uh, one one other uh, cameo. I don't know if you know, you know the, the the guy who plays the goo guy, the voice the voice of the goo guy. Oh, okay, from the goo the, the babblefish goo. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he is the hacker guy from uh, Scott and Michael Pena's uh, XCon. Oh. Oh, oh, that's huh, funny. Huh, huh. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at like there were a bunch of people that I thought I had recognized in it. So as soon as the credits are up, I'm like on my phone looking. <laughs> the, the barbarian woman was uh, Katie O'Brien from yep, yep. Uh, Mandalorian. Yep. And you recognize yeah, it was her. Just, like, look at all these people. I love seeing them. <laughs> drink the goo. <laughs> drink, Dad. Just drink the goo. <laughs> all right. It's time for five questions. And Jeremy, you have not yet answered our five questions, which shocked me today. I, I could not yeah. believe it, especially since you could have written them in at any fucking time, but yet you didn't. I could, but so. I enjoy seeing you guys suffer. <laughs> oh. All right, so Nick, question one. Question one. What's a game you've played recently that you really enjoyed? Uh, I enjoyed this uh, this board game called Longshot. And uh, not like the Marvel Comics character. This is a uh, game that is about horse racing, horse owner, horse uh, racehorse ownership and horse betting. Ooh, uh, yeah. So you're doing all three of these things. This, yeah. this, this race is happening while you are buying the, these horses and you are betting on up to, uh, on uh, some or all of these horses. Each horse has special powers. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever yeah. play did you ever play the the giant arcade game? Of this, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah where it was very similar. Yeah. I loved cards. that fucking game. What they got the cards of your special <laughs> horse and everything. Oh my god! I, I thought yeah. it was so sad that that game works downtown closed. I know. I, I, <laughs> I mean, the whole company lot. went out of business. So, all right. Question two: <laughs> What is a science fact or discovery that you think is really fucking cool? Uh, we were actually just talking about this uh, after the movie with some friends. That uh, if you added up every ant in the world. <laughs> It would the uh, it would weigh more than all uh, mammals and uh, uh, and birds other than humans. Ooh, that is good. In, you know, mammals other than humans. Yeah, not yeah, yeah, prison. yeah. No, that's a good, that is a good fact. <laughs> that is a good fact. I once I once saw a trivia question that was like, uh, "What's there more of on Earth, eyes or legs?" That's, oh, that's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, question three, Nick. Where do you get your sense of right and wrong from? Because we know it isn't religion. Um, I don't want to be uh, murdered or raped or mm -hmm. stolen from, so I don't murder or rape or steal from other people. It's yeah, you treat other people how you think that uh, you should be treated or, you know, better. Mm -hmm. That's why I spank everybody I see. <laughs> Question four. <laughs> if you could build a robot to perfectly perform one chore or task for you for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Um, I think a task. <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, oh, I've been waiting. Oh, was, I've been waiting to do that for oh however long. Oh my god! <laughs> I oh, um, I, I, you know what? I like doing the laundry. I like, I like folding laundry while watching a while watching a, a TV show or movie or something. Um, it is very zen. Like it calms me down. It keeps me away from devices. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I don't like. Then uh, taking all the folded laundry upstairs and putting it away. So just oh, a very specific yeah. robot. After I have washed and uh, folded the clothes, I'd like you to please take them and and I go. See. I'll even load it. I don't yeah. care about it picking them up. But you you know just take it upstairs, find the right drawer or yeah. shelf, and put. It there. I love it. You just need a little. What is my purpose, robot? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put away laundry. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, and question five, uh, what's a movie or TV show you think everyone should watch? Uh, there is a TV show that is, uh, this is the second season now uh, on ABC or Hulu, uh, called Abbott Elementary. 
It is super, super funny. Uh, Quinta Brunson, who plays the uh, the main character, is also the the creator of the show, and, and she is a, in 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 real life apparently just a super delight. We just like started watching it. We just because yeah. we we know so many people who said it's good, and I'm like, everyone says this is good. We gotta just let's just check it out. And I think we probably watched ten episodes that night. Like we just couldn't it's, stop. I we are two episodes away yeah. from being caught up. So we're gonna do tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. nice catching up. Yeah, it's, it's and there's the the people, the other uh, teachers, the other folks in it are all super funny as well. Uh, uh, the 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 older uh, teacher, the uh, um, Barbara. I remember her name. I right now. Barbara. She was an, yes, yes, she was uh, the original lead of the original version of Dreamgirls. Oh wow! Broadway in like the late seventies. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's... And then um, uh, Gregory is played by the. Kid who played the young Chris Rock from uh, Everybody Hates Chris. I knew uh, I recognized yeah. him from somewhere. I was like, was I was like, this guy looks so familiar to me, and I can't place it. It's his. Ex- and it's like it's his- some of the like the mugs to the camera. That's what it is. It's when he looks to the camera. I'm like, yeah. It the uh, I really like the the uh, the white liberal NPR. Uh, teacher who is so well-meaning and just such a fucking drip. Like I just, he's, yeah. he's great. And I, yeah. I, I really, really like it. it it's, it's, I, uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to, because I don't have kids. And so I don't care about school stuff really. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not in that world. But when I heard that you really liked it, I was like, well, Jeremy doesn't have kids either. Like that's not, it, there's gotta be something here. And yeah, I really love it. It, uh, it's, um, in the first couple episodes, there are a few characters that I was like, boy, this is going to get really fucking old fast. And uh, and they didn't. Yeah, they the, the uh, red-haired teacher who yeah. at first seemed very much like, get it? Because she's involved with the mob. But hey, like, pasta switchblade. Yeah, pasta switchblade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, the, uh, she's just a, a rough and tough Philly girl. Yeah, and yep. then um, uh, uh, Ava... The principal. Yeah. principal. I, I was yeah. like, "This is gonna get old real fast," and and didn't. Every character so, they keep on finding depths. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. keep on finding new ways of making her both. Uh, you know, there's added mil, you know, milfeasance and malfeasance and uh, most feasance. Who knows? Yeah. It's all, <laughs> right. yeah, it's all crazy. And even even the janitor. Oh, the yeah. janitor gets his own little arcs, and he he never he he. You know, he's gonna come up with a you know this little mm-hmm. sardonic line. But also, he's going to come in with some some fun plot moving forward stuff as well. Nick Nick said he's scruffy, like from Futurama, basically. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, like he's always there. He just is adding <laughs> yep. to the conversation. Yep. Yeah, he's unseen. Have you gotten to the? Uh, yeah. Have you gotten to the podcast club episode? Yes. 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 Okay. yes. <laughs> it's it, it, that's very. It was very great. I love it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, thank you, Jeremy Stomberg, for being on our show. We always love having you. Uh, sorry about Tim's technical difficulties. Uh, we were recording this episode locally, so hopefully we got this episode working and that people are listening to it right now, and that would be wonderful. Uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, please do so. You can find us on Geeks Without God. Uh, we also have Facebook, Twitter, and all that lovely stuff. We are uh, honestly very close to completing this website. It's it, it, so uh, it's so close. Every time we try to uh, push out new uh, things to the WordPress, it uh, fails. But we are figuring it out. We are just so close. Uh, and, Pushing and that stone up the hill is never not going to yeah. You know what? Nope. I am getting so buff with this stone workout. It's amazing. Um, I love it. And these dope wax wings are going to get me so close to the sun. Anyway, uh, we've been Geeks Without God. Thank you so much. We will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Okay, so my biggest problem with Quantumania was, ah, shit, I'm out of time. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Need more geeks without God? Go to our website, read our blog posts, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter at Geeks Without God. Social media! We're geeks, we